Hello there, Tim. Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing well. I get to see your pretty face, so I'm all good. Excellent. David, if I were doing any better, thanks for asking, I would be, I would feel like Justin Trudeau must feel after he uh, virtue signals. That's how good I feel right now. Just imagine how Justin Trudeau must feel after he says, this is 2015, or he says, my family drinks from paper drinking box type things, sort yeah. of things. Oh man, it feels so good. <laughs> feels so good to be me right now. Yeah. Well, that's a good, a good that's a good lead in because we want to talk about the plastic ban. Mm. These, you know, that will probably not happen anyways, but let's talk about it because it's, you know, important. Um, so you've already shared your thoughts a bit in one of your videos. I posted, you know, a national post thing about how it it really doesn't make sense. And it's interesting to see kind of the backlash. I've gotten and, and you know how strongly all of a sudden yeah. this is you know how dare you question this band that he talked about in the past week right right yeah I mean so, I've, I've gotten a lot of backlash and backlash even from libertarians about um, <clears throat> saying that I opposed the band I mean I thought I laid out I did a fairly short video eight minutes that I thought kind of laid out uh, the basic points um, so maybe you know maybe it just needs more explanation or maybe we need to delve into this or you know what maybe maybe we're wrong maybe we got to ban all the things and yeah. uh, and that'll make the world better right well so the national post thing the main outlines are like well justin trudeau said he's banning it one of the reasons is you know save the oceans but most of the ocean plastic does not come from canada canada actually has pretty good waste management systems and right. most of our garbage goes into dumps and, yeah. you know, sure, there are other problems with that. But that's aside the point, right? The whole, the, the fundamental libertarian premise is we should not force people to do things, right? I was trying to explain to a peer of mine that if consumers actually want this, like theoretically, the government should only do things when the people want it, right? right. If the people wanted it, then there would be an opportunity for companies to do it. If it's not the major companies to shift, then it would be new companies to start providing alternative things, right? Like there's one, there was one paper straw factory left in the U.S. and it's been like it exploded and it couldn't meet demand. So oh. there's huge opportunities for business to meet this demand if there is a social trend. But so many people seem to think as soon as there's a social trend, the government needs to force it on everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and uh, yeah, I'd be curious to know whether these people who have such a firm belief in the power of the people and democracy or something, what if what if only 49% of people favor this plastic ban? Mm -hmm. uh, and they're one of those 49%? Would they still want to enforce it? Would they still want it enacted? Would they still want the government to put that policy? I'd be curious to see yeah. what they say to that. I, I, I mean, I'm guessing it's not as simple as that. I mean, well, well the things that I like. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's post facto. Uh, ex, ex post facto justification for why everything is, uh, you know, why their why their policies are always right, regardless of whether it contradicts a principle they have, like democracy is the best way to, to come up with these rules. Yeah, well, and one thing that someone commented twice about was just that, well, we should have eliminated plastics two years ago, we're already late. It's already too late. And that's, so that's the alarmist thing you hear around climate change and stuff too. We've already missed the boat. It's too late to do anything. So we better start doing it now. 
And it's like, well, one, that doesn't even make sense. If it's too late, yeah. it's too late. We're all doomed. Yeah, um, like, so why Matt? Why care? If it's if it's too late, let's ride this planet like it's a car car rental and like, like leave it uh, with the bumper hanging off. Like I mean, we might as well have fun while yeah while we're here. But it's also like, where is this? Where is this? Especially with regards to plastic, where is this this evidence that it is too late? There is too much plastic. We can never, you know, there's no human on Earth who could ever solve this problem. There will never be a human on Earth who can get rid of the garbage patch in the in the ocean. Um, and all of these other things. And one of the things that frustrates me as well is like they they're expecting the poor people who, you know, who disagree with them, let's say, to you to get taxed to enforce this and to have to pay more for non-plastic products that are the only thing available and, and not even in a competitive marketplace. Right. So. I mean, and that's just the kind of typical thing that happens when we're forcing people to, we need, we need to force people to act in their own best interest, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they, they eat too much sugar, they're drinking all these plastic straws, like the, the you know, they're not, they're not walking or exercising enough, like they're, you can imagine all sorts of things people are doing that's not good for them. But, you know, let's, let's talk about um, some of the some of the, I, I mean, obviously there's the libertarian perspective of, look, it, you can't solve these complex problems by just pointing guns at things. You, you're like, that, yeah. that's your solution? Just point guns at people who want to sip water through a plastic straw? Like, that's going to solve this problem? Really, guys? Really, guys? Like, that's, that's going to solve the garbage patch? Or that's gonna they also, they have a hard time with the, uh, with the blatantness of that, right? The, the gun is so abstract to them. Sure. Right. So they don't view it that way, guys. It's it's if you're listening to it's this, this is this is force. this is very, this is empirically testable. You can do this right now. Go outside, break any law, wh whatever law you choose, and and you know, preferably a, a a crime that doesn't produce a victim, right? Like I don't know, go smoke crack in the middle of the street or something like that, and just wait and see what happens. I mean. Yeah. Are, are laws mandatory or are, are they just suggestions? The thing that makes them mandatory is that guys with guns eventually show up and they're armed to enforce. And if you resist, you could die. You could get killed. So laws are, are threats of force. They're, they're actually threats of, of death because if you don't comply, if you try to defend yourself from the enforcement, uh, well, you're, it's not going to be a good day for you. I mean, you could imagine, you know, David and I were talking uh, before this ban came up about starting our own plastic straw emporium and uh and you know we might just go ahead and do it regardless of whether the plastic ban comes or not well it's gonna what be happens a special if we privilege the just for rich people right. only rich people can buy our our luxury plastic straws well david i want to talk to you about that. i thought we could have a charitable arm or maybe a not-for-profit arm where we could provide uh proper drinking straws to to poor people just to be able to virtue signal how compassionate we are and that sort of thing so but i think so, what we have to do actually is each plastic straw needs to have its own self-contained plastic bag that the person can put it in good point. afterwards so they that we can dispose of it properly yeah excellent point excellent point but what happens uh if we just disobey the law i mean do, do, does the government leave us alone do the enforcers leave us alone? no eventually people with guns come and so this is their solution to the problem is is to just point guns at people doing peaceful things um 
you know, and, and never mind the fact that that the the problem isn't people drinking plastic straws. The manufacturing and use of plastic straws in and of itself isn't necessarily bad. I mean, maybe there's some manufacturing things that go on with plastic straws that are that are. So well, it's all single-use plastics are going to be banned. Right, right. So whatever that single use is, I mean, it's not it's not the use of it that causes the problem. It's what happens after we use it, right? That everyone mm -hmm. has the issue with it gets thrown in the ocean. Uh, you know, and I remember this in Fort McMurray, right? Completely landlocked. Um, and by the way, like the, the geopolitical hotspot for every environmentalist who wants to make a name for himself and get laid. Um, yeah. This is where they come to explain, to us how terrible we are for the environment, right? But in this dirty industrial town that's a scourge on the planet Earth, the people there have this environmental conscious and they are coming up with solutions and, uh, and they're also doing things that people with environmental conscious do, which is they ban things. So they ban plastic bags, they ban, ban single-use plastic bags. Now, some of the reasons given for banning this is look at these images of plastic bags floating around in our ocean. Like a plastic bag from Fort McMurray ever ended up in the ocean. Like it, yeah. somehow it, it, people drove these things 2,000 kilometers to throw in the ocean. Like it doesn't yeah. even make sense. Like how on earth are these plastic bags getting into the ocean? And of course there, there's good intent behind this, right? Like we, we, we want to feel like we're doing good for the environment, but I don't think we can feel good that we're doing anything good for the environment. I mean, at the end of the day in Fort McMurray, we ended up with these um, plot bags that you would buy for a dollar. And I did some research and they, they take between a hundred to 200 times more resources to make one of these bags. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it gets dirty, then while well, you got to wash it and that's using energy and heat and detergent and whatnot. Uh, and then you're I, still probably buying like garbage bags to use or like a lot of people use it for kitchen liners or yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, those little, so now we're having to buy those plastic bags. And, and I, I've saw some studies that show that, um, that, that, uh, 30% more, uh, kitchen liners like bags are bought thicker bags are bought because when in places where they ban these single-use plastic bands because people reuse them right they don't they yeah but anyways in fort mcmurray you you would end up and you'd always forget when you went to the store to bring your bags with you and at least i did and i, I don't know a lot of people didn't so you're always buying these big old plastic bags for a dollar and in Fort McMurray a dollar might as well be a penny right like there's good disposable income so it's like nothing to throw yeah. a few dollars down on the table and buy some bags to carry your groceries home um, and and then you'd end up with a giant stack of bags at your home in your you know in that one <laughs> lazy drawer. Susan drawer that you have and it's like you need the space so what ends up happening with these bags they end up going to the landfill right because you got to get rid of them and so yeah. tell me what problem we're solving. I predict and I suspect in Fort McMurray that plastic use went way up because of this ban and that the environment was harmed to a greater degree uh, because of the bag ban. But we all felt good about it because we were we felt like we were improving the environment. Right. So yeah. but but no one's measuring this stuff. It's just like we take it as an article of faith that, yeah, this this is uh, good for the environment. I, I want there's a couple major points I want to hit on. One is that it's very typical for these governments to target the individual first. 
right? So they're only banning single-use plastics that we would use. But what about all of the packaging that's still plastic, right? What percent of this garbage patch in, in uh, the ocean is individual like single use stuff and not like my pasta packaging and all of these other companies that still will use tons of plastic that will still end up thrown out in similar ways but right. we don't talk about that we only talk about what you and i would personally want to use right and it's it makes me think of like in california when there was the drought they were recommending people shower less and it's like per total personal consumption was three percent of water use right. right compared to all of the industry use but that that will make the difference. You should shower less because there's a drought. Right, Do right. your part. Do right? your part. And yeah. and so it I don't know the right now, you know, the the breakdown of plastic use, but I'm assuming that individual like consumers versus all of the plastic packaging that is on everything else is probably less than fifty percent, I'll say, to start. I'm sure it's much smaller For sure. than that. But For sure. and, and and sorry, go ahead. The other thing around like people feeling good, right? So a friend of mine, like this is just, it lets people off the hook because, oh, well, like the government's doing it and I, I, I agree with them. So I, I'm doing something, right? So a friend of mine said how like, okay, we're in Canada, but if he was in one of these third world countries and he saw the, the you know, in the water, he'd feel bad. He'd want to do something about it. And I totally challenged him on that because, and he, he couldn't even respond actually because, there's garbage all over the place. There's litter everywhere. When I go out for a walk, I literally pick up three to five pieces of garbage every time I go for a walk now because I want my community and my environment to be clean. And I think if I think 50% of people probably agree. And if they were just going to take some personal responsibility and clean up a bit, yeah, we'd actually have a clean community very quickly. And yeah. so I challenged him, you say you do that for the ocean. Do you do that right now? Do you pick up any garbage you see around you? No, yeah. he, I mean, he didn't respond, but I'm assuming like most of my peers, he doesn't do anything personally, right? right? So they claim that, oh, this ban will help because it'll, you know, there'll be less garbage. Meanwhile, what, what are you actually doing? And yeah. so it's, it's, it's that typical mindset of, you know, if everyone picked up three pieces of trash, we'd get rid of most of it and it would be, you know, a lot less of a problem. Yeah. People don't want to take personal responsibility. You know, most government policies, most things, uh, you know, we should actually do an episode on this. It's something I've been thinking about for a while, but, but, you know, people advance things like a minimum wage or stuff that when, when they do that, they're not saying, well, what, I, if they, if they're saying, you know, I believe the minimum wage should be $15 an hour or something, what they're, they're not saying that I should start a business personally and pay people what I think is a, a fair, fair wage. wage. What they're saying is that we should. And by we, we I mean people that aren't me. Someone they else. Should, they, they should pay a, pay people uh, something. Meanwhile, I'm not even doing anything. Like I'm not creating any jobs for people. I'm not picking up any plastic. I'm not donating to uh, that charity that cleans up the big garbage patch. I'm not donating to charities that, that help clean up the third world or provide waste management technology or any of that stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, you're right. There, there's a huge, huge, and that's what's going to solve the problem, really. It's, it's there, there are people doing things that are actually taking responsibility to, to fix this, but all these people could think of is, let's just point guns for a better tomorrow. That's well, that and simple. I, I think with young people who are a big, you know, base in the left wing, 
they that's all they know they were only right. raised in if i think something's morally important the government should do it i don't have to do anything right so it is how i was raised right um and so that is just that thing whereas i think no we need more people to think okay how do i solve this problem right both on a small level and on a big level like entrepreneurship needs to be focused even just from a i want to make money point of view these are the social trends so right. start capitalizing on them start making these businesses yeah exactly and and guess what when you start making those businesses and say you get into a business and you say okay i'm going to be environmentally friendly i'm going to cut down on the plastic i use um, around, you know, this product that I'm, I'm producing, right? Uh, well, okay, great. Come up with a better solution. Uh, but, you know, right now, like if, if you were just to say point a gun at people and say we're banning these plastics or the, the pa packaging, there's far too much packaging, right? Like why do these companies use all this packaging? It's bad for the environment. Well, how bad would it be for the environment if they didn't use the packaging? If these products continually got broken during shipping, if they uh, if they had to manufacture them over and over again, um, I mean, this is why the packaging exists. It's it's to cut down on costs, right? Yeah. And so every every um, thing we consume, everything we buy, everything, all these products, they have an environmental impact. That's what humans and all biological creatures have to do to survive. We have to go out into nature. We have to appropriate things. We have to um, we, we have to mix our labor with them in creative ways to to build shelter, clothing, get our basic needs, and then to flourish, uh, to transportation, and all these things. That all comes from nature. We have to interact. So, by by dent of being on this planet, we have to affect nature, right? We have to use nature and harness it so that we can survive and flourish. And and so everything we we consume uses resources, right? And and the goal of the entrepreneur is to minimize the cost of production. And they do that by conserving resources, by trying to find ways to cut down on using resources. Because the fewer resources and the less energy they use, the cheaper they can sell the product for, the bigger their profit margins are. And people don't understand this, right? So, so and I think you know, I yeah, think we've gotten to the point now of like in a lot of the established industries, like the way they did that was to use cheap plastic, right? That's how they could reduce right. the cost so much. But we're at a point now of if you want to compete against that, you have to reduce. You have to actually lower your footprint and be creative and figure out how to do that. And if you're actually going to be an entrepreneur that challenges yourself and tries to impact the world, that is the challenge that faces you now. And so I think it's a great time to be an entrepreneur that's sustainably minded because right. that is how I have to compete. I have to figure out how to do stuff cheaper than the cheapest shit plastic. But people don't and, want and, to and, face well, that challenge. And that's the thing. Like if you're so cocksure that there's better ways of doing things that use less resources and energy, then by God, oh. you you have a competitive advantage. You can clean up on profit. You can take profit share from these other dirty companies and, yeah. and you can flourish by doing things uh, more environmentally friendly, right? So go do it, make a billion dollars and right. then use that to continue to help the world. Right. But right? don't be surprised if you find out that it costs more uh, it, it to, to use like paper packaging or some other biodegradable packaging. And the reason it costs more is because you have to get more resources and use more energy to produce that thing. You have to pay heavy equipment to go cut down some trees and then you have to use manufacturing processes to, to build that 
thing that you want. All that takes resources and energy. And so, you know, the, the argument I would make is like price is a good uh, determinant of, of how much resource and energy went into creating a project that, that, that is because that is all, uh, in, embedded in the price, right? It has to be. And so, so if you can get the costs lower, that means you're doing things approximately more environmentally friendly. And, and so you should do that and you could, you could clean up. But the fact that, that, uh, you know, paper straws, for example, are, uh, up to 10 times more expensive than plastic straws tells me that there's probably 10 times as many resources and energy going into that plastic or that paper straw than a plastic straw. So tell me how that's environmentally friendly. I, I just, I don't buy it. And, and well, it's cause they are only looking right now. The hot topic is, you know, turtle with a straw in his nose. Right. 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 So it's like, well, the total environment, we don't care about climate change for this conversation. We only care about ocean plastic, right. dead, Dead but, but it's an article of faith because when you point out yeah. that, oh, well, none of this stuff ends up in the ocean. So why are we worried about this? Oh, yeah. well, we shouldn't have it in our landfill. Uh, OK, well, why not? <laughs> why shouldn't it be in our landfill? Oh, because, it, you know, we're filling up our landfill. We're running out of space. Really? You, you've done an audit on the land like, you know, Canada is all land and no people. Right. Like we have plenty. And it's of, all publicly uh, owned. So like none of right. us are using it anyways. Right. And, and what's so bad about having garbage in, in a landfill? Like, isn't that, isn't that not a bad thing necessarily? Like, you know, plastic, they have these plastic, this, these plastic miners now that in some municipalities used to mine plastic out of the landfill, they convert it directly into petroleum product because plastic burns pretty clean actually. And, um, and one can imagine as this technology gets better. Well, and in Sweden, there, Sweden was a net importer of garbage or something because they right. created such a nice combustion that they're being paid by other countries to take their garbage and then they use it for energy. So it's like, why don't, why doesn't Canada and Justin Trudeau focus on bringing that technology here? Right. Why don't oh. we focus on things that could actually be helpful and proactive? Or if you want to take personal responsibility and you know that Sweden is paying for your garbage, well, why don't you go to a third world and set up an export business where you export the garbage from that third world to Sweden to power yeah. their their lights? Um, or from and, Canada, why don't we start right. exporting our garbage and and then you can be the company that takes all the plastic and you make money from it, right? There's so many more like just beautiful solutions, right? Like there's so right. many better solutions. Yeah. And, you know, well, exactly. And, you know, one of the things someone made a good point, I think, on, on uh, my YouTube video I did on this, they said, well, why don't we stop exporting garbage to the third world? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, why yeah. are we, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, like, why are we sending uh, sending our garbage to the Philippines or whatever, yeah. you know, Durte or whatever said he's sending Canada's garbage back. Okay. Well, why did it end up there in the first place? I don't know the whole backstory there. I assume yeah. that the Philippines at one time, uh, you know, it's I quite... think it was supposed to be recycling actually. Ah, like, I gotcha. It, it, it was supposed to be possibly recyclable stuff, but it was just garbage when it showed up. Right. And so, <laughs> so these recycling programs is what, are you saying they're not all they're cracked up to be? Well, that? that's a whole other thing. Yeah. The recycling <laughs> yeah. things all BS as well, or mostly yeah. BS because it was the same with a lot of the stuff we sent to China. China wants to, is sending back like recycling trash as well or something. 
Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, but, that, that's another boondoggle, right? I mean, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, the, the, the premise behind recycling is that you're using less energy and resources by reusing or recycling uh, an old product, right? But the, the fact that government has to fund these recycling programs with taxpayer money ought to tell you that obviously it costs more in terms of energy and resources to recycle than it does to throw out and just manufacture something new. Yeah. You know, the way, the way you can tell if something's a resource or whether it's garbage, one of the ways you can tell is whether someone's willing to pay you for it or not. Like if mm -hmm. an entrepreneur can make money, if he can find even the narrowest of profit margins by cutting down on energy and resources, he's going to do that. And this is why, you know, aluminum cans, for example, um, it, it pays to, to recycle those because there's actually entrepreneurs that will pay you for those aluminum cans because that's bottle. a yeah and glass ball that's a resource to them it, it's cheaper than going out and mining this stuff anew so they're paying you for this so that's one of the ways you can tell is if it's valuable to someone else um you know my pants are valuable to me i, I don't I, I reuse them every day i don't throw them out after every use and buy new ones um but at a certain point they become garbage and so how do we know if something's garbage um or something's a resource right uh or whether to recycle something well the way we can tell is if it's going to cost us more in terms of energy and resources to uh, to reuse or recycle something, then it's garbage. But you know, if, if it costs us less, if we can, if I can make these pants new again by putting a simple patch on them or something like that, um, well, then it's not garbage anymore. Now I've, I used a little bit of resources to to keep my pants, and I don't have to go buy a new pair. So there, there's all sorts. So, so, but people don't think about this, right? They, they don't think of um, our individual choices in, as individuals in our own houses as where the real, um, where the real recycling and, and economic resources versus energy calculations get made. And we make yeah. them automatically, again, based on price. And to me, that's the best proxy. All these, there's no one measuring anything else that is even close to as accurate as price when it comes to uh, resources and energy consumption and environmental impact. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. One thing I want to kind of, one thing I want to bring up that kind of brings the recycling and the, the plastic and, and that stuff, the personal choice together is the idea of the, the plastic pop bottles. Right. So first of all, tons of those get used and I don't think they're being banned. These companies will still be able to produce lots of plastic bottles and you, you can buy them. But it's actually interesting that, you know, pop bottles used to be glass because it was if, if the companies were and they take them back and they'd want to reuse them. But then they realize, you know, plastic is cheaper and our consumers don't feel like they have to deal with the garbage because the government deals with it. So if they don't right. care that they have garbage and we don't have to yes. deal with the garbage, then they're, we're offloading our cost. Right. So yep. because, you know, the, the company doesn't have to do it and the individual doesn't feel like they're doing it. It's the government. It's some other body. So then all of these companies shifted to use it, making plastic bottles. And so now society has to deal with their waste. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's just such a blatant example of this exact thing where people don't think of their actual consumption habits and what are the underlying assumptions of these problems. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and that's one of the things that throws a wrench into uh, prices, right? So 
when prices are accurate, when they're the right prices, they're a good proxy for. But one of the you, you just hit on a point where we don't have the price on dumping, right? So, you know, dumping at the landfill, waste management, that's also taxpayer subsidized. So we don't feel the personal costs necessarily uh, for using a landfill. And so that that muddies the water a little bit. So we can, there, there's not as much incentive for us to reuse because it's free to just throw things out. And so this mm -hmm. is where... Um, environmentalists have a good point at that that we do consume and throw out more than we sh should right and yeah. and and we should probably have um you know uh some uh, more accurate prices uh for the landfill like maybe that should be passed on to the end user rather than just the tax base at large right so if you're dumping out more garbage you should have to pay more i think some municipalities now have that like i know like my municipality we're, we're, we're yeah we're allowed like one bin every two weeks or something like that and so we yeah. have to and if we have more garbage well we can take it to the dump but now we're gonna have to make a drive there we're gonna have to pay 20 dollars you know so but so there's also are, a problem now that you can quote unquote recycle so much that actually right. ends up going to the trash as well right yeah and i mean i think most of the stuff that ends up in the recycle bin ends up sitting in the landfill anyways because yeah. they don't they don't know what to do with better it. about it you feel better about it right and so what yeah. we're doing here is again it's all about feeling good are the articles of faith and and theology tell us that we can feel good about ourselves for for these choices that we're making i think the most important thing to add at the very end here is a pragmatic problem or a pragmatic answer is that if you think that justin trudeau's plastic ban is going to solve this problem, what happens when he doesn't win eventually and they right. undo it, right? right. I, my yeah. friends think that, you know, this is, you know, a plastic ban will change society. And it's like, and, and you know, you know, we society only moves in one direction. And I say, well, look at look at the US and, and the EPA. Trump absolutely eviscerated the EPA. And so we've, we've just gone back because I, I agree with a lot of environmental things that should happen. But you have to get society to believe they should happen because just forcing them in place doesn't do anything. Right. As yeah. soon as your guy loses, they can be undone in it. Like, you know, and all of the liberty things aside about the issues with force. Right. Just from a pragmatic point of view for these people, what happens when your guy loses and people still want to use their plastic? Right. right. Yeah. And, and so that. That's right. And, and, and the other point I, I want to reiterate, I think I touched on a little bit earlier, is the thing that we're the thing that we don't want to point guns at for is people using plastic. Right. The, the, the consumption of plastic or using a plastic straw or something like that in and of itself doesn't harm the environment. It's what happens to that plastic after or maybe what happens during manufacturing. But I think we've already explained clearly that you know manufacturing we, we can use price as a proxy and so obviously paper straws uh the manufacture of paper straws is more harmful for the environment than than plastic but the sipping of plastic straws shouldn't be a crime the use of plastic should not be a crime it sh you shouldn't point guns at people for that what we we want to make criminal maybe is littering so uh you know or illegal dumping right we, we don't want that garbage ending up in places where it shouldn't 
We want it in its proper place in the landfill or in the recycling depot or whatever. We don't Which want it in oceans. happens largely in Canada anyways. Right. It happens largely in Canada. So if there's a, a problem with Canadian plastic ending up in places where it shouldn't, in the ocean, in on the street, in the forest, uh, that ought to be dealt with harshly or <clears throat> in a proper justice setting, right? So mm -hmm. um, if, if you get found guilty of littering or something, uh, I think a proper sentencing would be to do a, a number of hours or months community service cleaning stuff up, right? Like yeah. fix the mess you made uh, and prove to us that, that you're not going to do it again, right? Or go out into the forest and, and clean stuff up. Like that is an actual solution that a libertarian can get behind. We can get behind getting rid of subs taxpayer subsidized dumping, right? Where the, you're um, incentivized to, uh, to, to consume and throw out garbage yeah. because it's free to do because the taxpayers subsidize. And we can all agree that that's wrong. So, you know, property rights and, and um, getting government out of the way and just you know, enforcing actual crimes like littering, that sort of thing. Those are things that we can tighten up if, if there's a problem out there and maybe reduce that all. But I, I think generally speaking, all those things are, are pretty good in Canada. Like I, yeah. I don't see a lot of litter on the streets here. I, I go to the U U S cities and I see like San Francisco is terrible. There's litter uh, and mounds of shit everywhere. Um, when I walk around there, like people just seem to have no problem throwing stuff on the street. It's, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Um, but in Canada, we just, we don't seem to have that issue. People seem to have an environmental consciousness. They want to keep their communities and their, and nature clean and, and they, they do that. Right. And so I, I can appreciate where people are coming from when they look at the issues out there in the greater world and they want to solve them. But again, I think we've beat this one to death, like take some personal responsibility. There's all sorts of opportunity for you to go clean up the ocean. Uh, use some of those extra resources you have as a Canadian, the, the privilege you have, let's say, uh, to put your values in action and go do things and just stop pointing guns for a better tomorrow. It doesn't work and it's immoral.